Great to be with you again. Each time I come, there's new, new faces. Gets better and better looking every time. Wonderful. So, you're getting like a mega church soon. But, uh, no, it's, it's very exciting. And God bless you, Gordon and Natalie, for the faith you invested by coming here and seeing, seeing already such great fruit. The, the subject I felt God laid on my heart for this morning was... Um, a familiar passage to you, so I'll get straight down to read it, uh, from Matthew 4:18 to 22, if you're following along in the New Testament. It's Jesus calling his first disciples to him. So for those of you like me who've been Christians for quite a long while, you can think of when God first called you. Let it bring back some memories. For some of you, it might be more recent. So we've got Jesus... Walking by the Sea of Galilee, and it's, uh, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, and here's, here's the punchline of my talk really, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Do you need me to stop? So I'll repeat that because that's my punchline. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And again, immediately they left the boat and their father and, and followed him. So, Wallop, this was a real life, <laughs> a life-changing moment for, for these two, two sets of brothers in this very short passage. This, this was um, their, their call to follow Jesus. It was their call to ministry, to represent God and his message to men, just just as much as in the Old Testament God called men like Moses or Gideon um, or Isaiah. But um, it really strikes me when you read this how, what sort of person, I mean I say Jesus was as it, in past tense, but of course it, who Jesus is, but from looking at this passage, what sort of man was Jesus that, what sort of what came across from him? Can you even imagine that, that he would say to two guys, because like Peter and uh, his brother was his Andrew, this was their business. This, this was like, I don't know, some of you may be in business. Um, and so when he called them, they, they weren't just leaving a hobby. This was their livelihood. It was their business. They owned these boats. And, and they just up and left at the word. I mean, what sort of person would have that command on you? I mean, I can guarantee if I came to you and you had a business, I don't know what, and I said, come follow me, you'd say, well, on your bike, wouldn't you? It would, the, the, you know, what an amazing person Jesus is. Uh, what an amazing person Jesus is. And I was thinking exactly the same thing as Gordon uh, when he brought that encouragement that, that he calls us by name. I was thinking that as you then went on and said it. He, 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 there was a time when he called you by name or maybe it hasn't happened yet but he will <laughs> it's, not, it's not a 
a general thing. It's not just sort of a religion. It's God calls you by name. And, and the Bible tells us he knows every hair on your head. Uh, you know, or what should be there. Or what used to be there. Right now, I just want to include you. <laughs> what used to be there. <laughs> if you, <laughs> this word's for a lot of you this morning. Um, but the, the truth is, every, every believer has received, every true believer has received the call to follow him. And it's a call to ministry as well. You know, but we've all got different responsibilities, different gifts from God. We're not all called to do the same things, but he calls us. And when he calls us, it brings a complete change to our life. I mean, their lives were never the same again, were they? Uh, you know, it was a complete change. Be- becoming a Christian is, is not like uh, just a little something you add on the edge. It's a complete change uh, to, to what, who we are, what we do. And the other thing that strikes me is how, how, how neat it is that God takes who we are and what, what our history is and he uses it for his kingdom. Because these guys were fishermen and, and he says, well, okay, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And you, you think of someone like King David, well, before he was king, David, the shepherd boy. He was a shepherd and God took him and made him the shepherd of Israel. And you just find God takes the gifts we've got and he, he adds something to them and he, he uses us. Each, person, each one of us has got something unique to bring to God's kingdom. And what you've got is invaluable and it's unique. And it's not, don't, put your, don't ever put yourself down because those are gifts that God has given you that he values and loves. Jesus, of course, was a builder. That's what he was really. We say he was a carpenter. Actually, he was a builder. And of course, now he's building his church. Oh, and that's pretty massive. Un- under the heading of knowing him, because this is the, the thing that God laid on my heart is that follow him and he will make you. Because I think we can get preoccupied with trying to be the person God wants us to be. Actually, he says, no, follow me and I will make you into who I want you to be. You know, it's not going on endless courses or reading endless books. Follow me, come close to me and I will transform you. That, that's the thing I felt God wanted to get us across this morning. Okay, so knowing him. As, as a young Christian, well, because I'm still young, but when I was new, quite recently saved, um, I got pulled out doing some street evangelism. Have any of you done street evangelism? Pretty terrifying, isn't it? I still find it terrifying. And uh, I was talking to some fella and I was, I was giving him the spiel. You know, I was being sincere. I, I was saying, you can have a, a personal relationship with God. We've all said that, haven't we? And as I said it, I felt the Holy Spirit challenge me back as I was challenging him with, okay, how deep is your relationship with me? And, I, you know, I, I, was, I almost forgot who I was talking to because I was so sort of hit by that challenge. That, because we are meant to know him, aren't we? We're, we're meant to actually, we can actually know Jesus because he's alive. And by the Holy Spirit, we can know him. That's where you all say, Amen. Because it's true, isn't it? To be fishers of men, we need to be those who have a first-hand connection 
relationship or passion with Jesus. Jesus is infectious and contagious, but we need to have, we need to be contagious. Pretty topical word at the moment, isn't it? We try not to think about that. Being a Christian means we are followers first, and we go secondly. In, in Mark chapter three, verse fourteen, it says Jesus appointed twelve men that they might be with him. Have you noticed that? And that, a second, secondarily, and that he might send them out to preach. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up with the thing God's given us to do that we miss the first bit, which is the first priority of every Christian is to be with him, to know him, so that we can be transformed by him. It's pretty simple, isn't it? But some of us just love doing. Do you know people like that? I love letting other people do it, but you, know, you, can, you can get addicted to doing. And sometimes Jesus wants us to, to choose the better part of being with him. You know, it's the Mary Martha thing. <laughs> you know that story? We can put the cart before the horse. Um, we, we can put what we do ahead of, of knowing him. I mean, one, one other example is some, some Christians, I think, fall, are more in love with the supernatural than they are with Jesus. You know, they, they go to endless conferences about the supernatural. All the talks they listen to about how to be supernatural. I, I think that can become an idol. Am I allowed to say that, Gordon? You know... <laughs> If you think of, do you, are you familiar with that account where Peter, when the Holy Spirit came on him, his shadow would heal the sick and cast out demons? Are you familiar with that? And that to me is an amazing picture of, of how the supernatural should work in our lives. Because a shadow tends to fall behind you, doesn't it? You know, it says signs will follow the preaching of the gospel. And so I think if we are really tucking into a relationship with Jesus and our focus is on being with him, things will happen in our shadow. Maybe we don't even know what's going on. It, you know, we don't even know sometimes the impact our words are having on people. We, we've, we, we, um, we often, well, often, it happens often enough for me to know it happens a lot. We sometimes, years later, get people come to our church and say, oh, when I was with you, I was miraculously healed. You think, God, I wish I'd known that at the time. Because, to be honest, so often you pray for people who are sick and you think, oh, done work. You know? And then people say, oh, yeah, I was with you. We, you know, we've, we've had testimony after testimony like that, haven't we, Trish? You know, oh, I was with you four years ago. My son got delivered of smoking just by being in your meeting. You know, I was healed of this. And I think... God does miracles behind us because that's not our focus. He's our focus. Because Peter was looking at the sun, S-U-N, but we, we want to be looking at the sun, S-O-N, don't we? And, and re- re- relevant to you guys, under the heading of church planting. In, it, strictly speaking, we're not called to plant churches, and before Gordon comes and attacks me, you know, what we're called is to go and make disciples, isn't it? We're, we're called to train people to follow Jesus, aren't we? To, 
to get people infatuated with the, this amazing person who could call these tough, hardy fishermen and say, follow me, and they, they would say, I'll, you know, they give their right arm to follow this, 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 who we found out to be actually the son of God, this incredible person. You know, what was it that was about Jesus that was so special? I, I think it was, there was such an anointing of God's presence on him, of, of love. You know, he wasn't even, it was just the love of God came off, off him. I mean, it, when you read about his disciples' relationship with, they loved him, didn't they? They loved him, and that was because he loved them. He knew them. There, there was something about Jesus. And if you're <laughs> the secret to a Christian, it, it's to, to discover how wonderful Jesus is. You know, what's, what is a Christian? It's someone who follows Jesus. What's the secret to Christianity? It's Jesus. It's not, it's not complicated, is it? It's not complicated. So, you know, um, our job is to follow him, and it's his job to make us the people he wants us to be. In Acts 1 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you will be the people I want you to be. So, very quickly, how, how do we follow Jesus? Why, why don't you give me some ways that we can follow Jesus? So again, I'm not looking for a complicated trick question here. Do your job in a godly way. Sorry? Do your job in a godly way. Do your job in a godly way. Know and read God's word. Knowing and reading God's word. Yeah, trusting what he says and being obedient to what he says, isn't it? And any other ways? That is so important, isn't it? And and, uh, and that that puts a challenge on me. Am I familiar with the the gospels? Do I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Do I know what Jesus is like and how he responds? And I can only copy someone I'm familiar with. You know, but yeah, we're. We're called to copy him. Any other things that leap to mind? Spend time with him. Spend time with him, absolutely. They're all obvious things, but they're so obvious we can miss them. Anything else? Sold to the lady in the corner. It really struck me what you said earlier, Gordon, about listening rather than us talking at him. Right. This is good. <laughs> She's got another one. Do what he says. Yeah. That's, that was Mary's sermon, wasn't it? Whatever he says to you, do it. Mix with other followers. Yeah, mix with other followers. I was thinking about that. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, which I'm sure you are, and I spend time with you, I, I'm spending time with Jesus. Because Jesus in you. Is, is touching my life and the things you're saying will be touched by the words of Jesus I mean that's you know it, this isn't just a human club is it so yeah th- those are all great things I'll, I'll come into land with this that 
Jesus transforms us by us coming within range. And if we come within range of Jesus, he's going to transform people around us, you know. If I'm full of God and I walk into a room, I bring God with me, don't I? And I I think we need to start believing that, that. You know, it's not so much always the words that we say. You know, I I can talk about God, but if I'm full of the Holy Spirit, and actually I take God with me, that's a whole big different deal, isn't it? In um, Acts 4, verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognised... You know the rest of the verse, don't you? They recognised that they had been with, with Jesus. It's a very powerful message in there. That they'd been with Jesus. That they, these highly educated, very clever, knowledgeable men were actually quite intimidated by these fishermen and, and tax collectors because there was something about them that was unique, that they'd been with Jesus in 2 Corinthians 3.18 and I'm sort of coming into land and it says and we all all of us with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory that's something we choose to do we, we focus on this person of Jesus um, we contemplate we concentrate we give attention to devotedly as we contemplate the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. That's quite amazing, isn't it? No, ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So, uh, to, to finish, if, if our churches are filled with people who are filled with Jesus, filled with the Spirit who are thrilled with him, then we're going to be growing. And we're just going to be fruitful because he's going to make us the fishers of men. You know, it's, we concentrate on our relationship with Jesus. He's going to do all the work in us. He's going to do that work. <laughs> just getting it the right way around, not getting the cart before the horse. Pe- you know, people sneaked up on Jesus just to touch him, didn't they? You know, and they, they brought their children to him. Would you bless my child? Put your hand on his head to bless him. Because just to be touched by Jesus can change you forever. Completely transform you. So why, why don't we just stand and then we can pray. Or I invite you to stand anyway. <clears throat> In fact, can I invite you to, to pray? Because I like watching Gordon run around with a microphone. But can we pray for one another that we'd have a fresh touch from the hand of Jesus upon us and upon our relationship with him, that we would become fruitful because, because of what he's done in our life to make us fishers of men. So if any would like to pray.